Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd with a Saint Moment on Mater Dei Radio. During the penitential season of Lent, the church offers some joyful reprieves within our 40-day observance of Lent. One of the significant solemnity days that falls within Lent is to honor St. Joseph, the husband of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And to help us learn a little bit more about this saint and this solemnity is Father James Kubicki. Thanks for coming back with us during Lent, Father James. You're very welcome. Glad to be talking about this great saint of our St. Joseph. Absolutely. He's a saint of many things. Uh, And his feast day, I think, is so important. It actually is on the 19th. But since the 19th is on a Sunday, the church is going to transfer it this year to the 20th. So we can still keep that solemnity. Tell us a little bit about that. And just this particular title we're recognizing for St. Joseph is actually as his um, relationship to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the husband of Mary. Okay. Well, yes, his feast day is celebrated normally on March 19th, but since that is a Sunday in Lent, uh, his feast is transferred to the next day. So March 20th, a Monday, we'll be celebrating St. Joseph. And that means we put away the violet vestments, we wear white in his honor, and we even sing or pray the Gloria during Mass on uh, the celebration of his feast. Back in the year 1870, he was named the universal patron of the church by uh, Pope Blessed Pius IX. And uh, that's important for us to remember, you know, because St. Joseph was the guardian of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, because he was her husband. He was the foster father of Jesus. So you could say he was the protector and guide of the Holy Family. Um, Now it makes sense that he would be the holy uh, protector and guide of God's family, the church, uh, the body of Christ. And so I think it's a a wonderful thing that uh, Pope Pius IX did in naming him the universal patron of the Catholic Church. Now, since then, uh, John XXIII, Pope St. John XXIII, in uh, 1960, inserted his name into the Roman canon, what we now know as Eucharistic prayer number one. And Pope Francis, more recently, inserted his name into all the Eucharistic prayers. So Saint uh, Pope Francis certainly has a great devotion, as have many, many saints throughout history, to Saint Joseph, who's often known as, as the, the quiet saint or the silent saint, because In the scriptures, in the gospel, we don't have any of his recorded words. Now, we have to imagine that he did talk to Mary and to to Jesus, but we don't have any of those words recorded in the scriptures. And so he's often known as kind of the silent presence in the life of the Holy Family, and uh, he can be a powerful and quiet presence in our lives as well. Right. We're talking about the life of St. Joseph. His feast day this year due to the calendar is Monday, March 20th. I really encourage people to get to mass on Monday. You know, if you're able to get to a daily mass, it's a solemnity. You're going to see things kind of brighten up a little bit and we get to have the Gloria. I mean, it's just a beautiful day to really pray for the church. We've got several St. Joseph churches. I think it's a common name for many parishes to be called St. Joseph. But Father, there's one in Salem, Oregon that has a um, 
beautiful mural behind the the altar, and it's a mural of the sleeping Joseph. So you see this uh-huh. Joseph you know, sleeping against a tree. And we see many images now that have come out of that sleeping Joseph. When Joseph uh, had the dream with the angel to tell him, you know, to take Mary, to keep going on the mission, to to don't stop. Um, Give us a sense of this, St. Joseph, what we might discern from his life, just seeing his example of following God. Right. So he he was open to uh, God's guidance that came to him through angels. Uh, So, when he was sleeping, he had a dream in which an angel appeared and and told him not to worry, but to take Mary as his wife at a time when he was confused. Uh, how could Mary be pregnant? Uh, they had not had sec- sexual relations. They never did. Uh, how could she be pregnant? And then later, after Jesus was born, he again had an angelic dream in which the angel told him to take Mary and Jesus and flee because King Herod wanted to kill the baby. And so they fled to Africa. They went to Egypt. And so we, we see, um, I think, in this, one of our Lenten practices of uh, prayer, which should make us more attentive to God's direction and guidance in our lives. You know, I think to, to wake up every morning and to ask ourselves, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And then to look back on the day at the end of the day with the examen, and to ask ourselves, you know, where was God in my day? How was God speaking to me through the events and people of my day, leading and guiding me? St. Joseph, you mentioned the, the painting of him asleep, and um, that's when he had those dreams. But it's become a, a beautiful devotion, and this is one that uh, Pope Francis has, where he has a figurine of St. Joseph lying down and sleeping. And um, what Pope Francis does when he receives requests or has uh, for prayer and has a particular concern uh, regarding the church, he'll write those on a piece of paper and put them under the sleeping Joseph so that Joseph can take care of those while he, Pope Francis, sleeps. I have a, a good friend who gave me one of those Joseph figurines, and I have it on my dresser in my bedroom. And uh, underneath it, I've placed those intentions that that I want to uh, that I can't pray for consciously while I'm sleeping, but I want Saint Joseph to intercede for while I'm asleep. Right. What a great thing. And I, I've seen that image so many places. It's so beautiful, you know, that in his dream, in his obedience and his willingness to listen and to follow um, the God's will, that that will we do just that. Father James, as we talk about the saints, you know, so many times we, we maybe have a particular situation that relates to the life of a saint. Maybe explain for us a little bit more about the intercession of the saints or really calling upon the intercession. It's not the saints who do the power. Um, but how do we really work with them and work with God's will in in our needs each day? That's a great question, Dina Marie. And, you know, I, I apply it to the fact that uh, the communion of saints is, is the people living on earth. And we ask one another, please, would you pray for me? We have prayer lines. Our bulletins will have prayer requests uh, in our churches. So we're, we're confident and, and at ease asking one another to pray for our needs. And because a person has died, doesn't mean that they're disconnected now from the body of Christ. But in a sense, they're even more connected because they've gone before us and uh, have 
hopefully arrived in the kingdom and are close to Jesus. And so what we do is, again, just as we ask one another for prayer help, so we turn to the saints and we ask them to pray for us, to intercede for us, especially uh, for special needs. And the idea is that um, the saint, in turn, intercedes for us with the Lord. So as you said, Dina Marie, so well, it's the Lord's power and his grace that comes to us but it comes to us through one another here on earth, but also through the saints in heaven. Right. And one of the things uh, St. Joseph is connected with, and I've seen this on a lot of holy cards, is the saint for a happy death. Yes. And I think about, you know, praying for the dead, praying for those who are dying, but maybe give us a sense of why St. Joseph may be connected to this, um, to a happy death. Well, again, I, I think it's one of those things that makes absolute sense. You know, when we have the Gospels um, and Jesus beginning his active life, Joseph is nowhere in the picture. Uh, Mary is there at Cana and at other uh, moments in the Gospel as Jesus goes around Galilee and, and then Mary is under the cross. But Joseph is nowhere. And so the tradition is that at some point before Jesus began his active life, uh, his ministry, uh, Joseph had died. And so we imagine as he's dying, he is surrounded by Mary and Jesus. And what a beautiful death that would be. And so we ask him to intercede for us that as we approach that moment of our lives, when we surrender our soul and our life into the God's hands, that we would be helped in that surrender by Jesus and uh, Mary, and also Joseph. So as Joseph had Jesus and Mary with him at the time of his death, so we pray that through his intercession, Mary and her son, Jesus, the Son of God, would be with us at that moment of our surrender as well. A fantastic companion for every day of our lives is St. Joseph. Father James Kubicki with us here as we continue our Lenten journey. Father, thanks for spending a little more time with us today to walk with us and to reflect a little on St. Joseph. Would you help us close in prayer? Most certainly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling Joseph, the just, the silent one, to be the foster father of your son and the patron of our church. We ask you through his intercession to bless each of us in our needs, to help us to trust as he trusted, to help us to pray and be open to your guidance as he did. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of you, our listeners and family and friends. Amen. Amen. St. Joseph. Pray, pray for us. us. Pray for us. Thanks so much, Father James. Have a blessed Lent. You too.